tonight I want to minister on apostolic prayers. I have a motive for doing this. I want to state it first. I think maybe I have assumed that people knew this. And uh, recently I've, I don't think some realize this. What we mean when we talk about emphasis or focus, what we mean when we say that. Mm -hmm. I know that... Uh, when we first moved here, I was questioned on this, and I, people thought focus meant that's all you talked about, and that emphasis meant that's all you talked about. That's not what those words mean. What those words mean, they are what you stress. They are the context in which everything else is said. Now, that's, I'm going to point that out, out tonight that there's a certain thoughtful context in which you pray with certain things in mind. And we'll focus on that. And then when there are individual requests, we want the people of God to have the versatility, the spiritual versatility to join with that person yes. in that prayer yes. with these priorities in mind. That's where we're headed with this. And this is not as easy as a person may think because we live in a culture that's self-centered. Yeah, yeah. This entire culture is self-centered. And it's crept into the church. Right. Self-centeredness. Well, self-centeredness is a great transgression. Because men are not the main thing. God is the main person. And Jesus Christ joins him in that fundamental priority. And whatever a person does or says or thinks or plans that is not with God in mind is, in fact, a transgression. So that's what we're going to mention tonight. Now, when Jesus, his disciples said, teach us how to pray. And he, he taught them the manner, after this manner of prayer. Our Father is art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth, which it is as it is in heaven, period. And then the personal stuff started. Everything after that was to be prayed with that, with that in mind. When you come to God, you come as one that's not the main person. Yeah. Your request is not the main request. Mm -hmm. You are a servant of God, and if you acknowledge that yeah. and pray with that in mind, God's ears are open to yeah. your prayers, to your request, and to your and to your prayers. So that's what we want to uh, focus on tonight. Now, there are such things as personal requests, and I want to make. This shouldn't have to be said, but I want to say it because I think I haven't made it clear myself. There are personal requests that are, are actually having to do with the individual. Now, here are some. Paul prays, he tells his church to pray for him. He says, I beseech you, brethren, by the Lord Jesus Christ, 
for his sake and for the love of the Spirit, that you strive together with, that you strive together for me in your prayers that I may preach the truth. So here's, he's asking, he's had, he has this desire, I want to preach the truth as I ought to preach. Now you strive, not against each other, strive this is effort. This is spiritual effort. This is not something that's simplistic. This is not go to sleep and rest. This is not that sort of thing. Strive together for me. All right, there's what I'm talking about there. He realizes that God's, God's business is the main business. He's the main person. Eternal destiny is the main destination. Being reconciled to God is the main thing. And we work together. See, we strive together. Everybody will have like a little different view of, of the thing. And that's because no one person has it all except Jesus. He's the only person that's got it all. Everybody else only has a fragment. That's all. But when you put these fragments together, yeah. bless God, you got a potent prayer. Amen. That's, right. That's what we're That's what we're talking about. Now here's another one. <clears throat> Be careful for nothing. Careful in scripture means don't fret, don't worry, don't be overcome with this. Be careful for nothing. But in everything, all right, there's the personal, there's the personal matters. In everything, by prayer and supplication, let your requests now there may not be anything in the Bible that tells you to pray about that That's right. Amen. Yes. Right? but it's to your request he says let's now think how gracious this is see God only has to know about something that's all you don't have to tell God what to do and he knows what you need but the fact of the matter is he wants you to make your request, your yes. petition, your desire, make it known. That's right. Amen. So there's, there's this fact again that the, the legitimacy of a strictly personal, private mm-hmm. prayer. Maybe for you, it may be for your family, it may, just, you name it. Yeah. But here's the doors wide open. I'll let your request. Yes be made known unto God and it's with this mindset that we have here and when you let your request known be made known and we know about it we may see things about it that you didn't see and in ours you may see something we didn't see now here's another one strictly a personal thing now Paul says Epaphras he was with Paul in prison Epaphras was who was one of you a servant of Christ, always laboring fervently for you and your prayers, that you may stand perfect, that's mature or full grown, and complete, you got all you can receive, in all the will of God. That's personal. It's a personal congregation. It's a personal request. But Epaphras wants them to be perfect and complete. He lets it be made known, but he's saying that because he knows what God's will is and what God's salvation is about and what God's destiny for the believers are. He knows all that. That's what prompts him to pray this. And one other one other factor, 
to show that they were strictly personal things are legitimate things, but they're within the context of these greater things. Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that she may be healed. The effectual, fervent, that's a couple of good words. Effectual, fervent, they're wed together like Siamese twins. It's effective, in other words. Effective prayer counts for zero. The effectual, fervent. Your heart's in it. Your heart's in your request. You shared it with this person. Their heart's in their request. And it, here's the promise, it avails a lot. It, it, it amounts to a lot before God. And pray for one another that you might be healed. The righteous man, prayer, fervent and effective prayer of a righteous man avails much. So that's the legitimacy of the personal request. Now let's get down to the apostolic prayers because they prayed with this bigger, someone's got to, petition the bigger not only for their sake but so the rest of us will know so he he writes this he writes this to the churches but this is a prayer he wrote down what he prayed for the churches i'm glad i'm glad he did so here's one of the great prayers in ephesians 1 17 to 22 i pray that the god of our lord jesus christ That's the one we're talking about, not Allah. The God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory. He's the Father that His glory emanates, is the idea. It goes out. That He may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the exceeding greatness of His power to us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name this name, not only in this world, but also that which is to come and put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things of the church. Well, that's a lot of... What can't he do? And all of that power is toward us. Amen. It's not toward angels. That's right. Amen. This isn't toward Michael, the archangel, who disputed with the devil. He's not, and far off the prince of Persia. He, it's not toward him. That's right. It's not even toward the cherubim and seraphim. They're lofty personalities in the glory. It's toward us. Amen. Nothing is, nothing is impossible. Now, when you pray with that in mind, that changes how you pray. Amen. You're able to pray with confidence and assurance and boldness. And then you get a two or more doing this. It's exponential. Just a few people can change the course of the world. God said one time, he said, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro upon the face of the whole earth to show himself strong in behalf of those that fear him. He's just looking for one. He's just looking for one. That's all. He's not looking for five or ten or a thousand or ten thousand. He's looking for one. One time he said, I sought for a man I didn't find any, so my own arm brought salvation. 
But God's still looking. Now you say, well, I thought God was omniscient. Well, he is omniscient, but you don't know, you don't know anything about omniscient. What in the world do you know about omniscient other than a dictionary definition? You don't have any idea what that means. So that's why God talks the way. That's why God talks this way. He's looking for somebody. It could be you. You, you, there could be a serious petition that's being prayed that you could be the key to the whole thing. Yeah. They used to think that way. <laughs> this was marvelous. And notice what, what he wants. He wants you to know the exceeding greatness that's, to, that's to, toward us. That's the power he wants you to know. So you can study how God created the worlds. That's all, you know, that's nothing wrong with that. The whole scripture is based on the postulate that God's the creator. From Genesis through Revelation, it's based on the postulate that God's the creator. But now when you talk about the exceeding greatness of the power that's toward us, now, now that's something else. Yeah. And he's, what kind of power? It's, it's which he wrought in Christ and he raised him from the dead. The death, death's the last enemy. That's the final enemy. And Jesus come back from the dead. Amen. What kind of power does it take to do that? Well, it takes that kind of power to convert a person. Yes, amen. It takes that kind of power to grow up a person. It takes that kind of power to understand the things of God. Yeah, See? That's, right. that's the kind of power. And look where he said it, but in heavenly places, he's, he's out of access. No, no enemy could cause God any trouble. Everybody understands that, but you just understand it intellectually. There's a big difference between your intellect and your heart. Let me tell you that. There's a big yeah. difference between your heart can comprehend, your head can't. Yeah. You can look at stuff and it just mystify you. You just can't figure it out. But this, but when your heart yeah. gets when your heart gets hold of this, that there isn't anything that's not under him. If you're talking about problems or difficulties or tests or trials, or talk about it's all under his feet. That's where it is. Amen. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things. Now the, the text is the head over all things to the church. Yeah. It doesn't mean that he's, he's the head of the church, although Jesus is the head of the church. He's the head of the body of the church. But he's been made the head over everything, yeah. and in that capacity, he's been given to the church. Yeah. Amen. That's what that means. Yeah. Not to anybody else. Yeah. In that capacity, he's given to the church. Now, that is why the church has got to be holy. Yes. It has to be. This is not like a goal. In the end, you're going to be presented without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. You're going to be Christ's wife. Yeah. The saved are going to be Christ's wife. Amen. Yes. See? So this is why the church is holy, not only because it's a mandate, but because God has made full provision. Yes. Yeah. Any inimical force mm -hmm. that would hinder holiness mm -hmm. is under Christ. Amen. So there's some things he he prayed for. Now, in the third chapter, he prays for something else. I'm showing you what these are. These are big things, but when you most of us realize we're pretty we're actually personally pretty minuscule if you really you really get down to it 
We're just about as close as you can get to nobody. You don't believe that, just try and do something that's significant that needs to be done. You just can't. Yeah. So we're really on a low, low pole when you make comparisons like that. But what happens in Christ, he brings you up into the work area. Amen. You know, the, uh, in a house, if you're going to do cooking, there's a special room that you do the cooking in. In the kingdom of God, special areas where work is done. Kingdom work is done. Who the person is, it doesn't make any difference. It could be like Aquila and Priscilla. And they could straighten out Apollos who goes out and does a great work for God. See, it doesn't make any difference who it is because all of this is focused toward the church and Paul's praying that the church would have it. Now, here's his prayer, Ephesians three fifteen through 19. For this cause, I bow my knees, I bow my knees under the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that's the family of God. The greater part, <laughs> the greater parts in above. That he would grant, that's give, cost, without cost, that he would grant you to be strengthened with might. This is divine might. This is an intellectual might, social might, financial might. It's not that kind of might. He will strengthen you with might by his spirit in the inner man. Why? So Christ can dwell in your heart by faith. I see what I'm saying is that this is the stuff you have in mind when you pray. That's right. Yes. It changes how you pray. That Christ may dwell in your heart by faith. But of what significance is that? That you being rooted and grounded in love stable, unshakable, immovable, may be, a- may be able to comprehend. So God, uh, God wants you to comprehend or discern or understand, perceive. He wants you to know how the kingdom of God works and how God is and what God does and what God doesn't do and what God approves and what he doesn't approve, see? comprehend with all saints and the immensity of this the height and length and depth and breadth is, breadth is, there's di- spiritual dimensions to it it's, it's, it's very large and it's, it's orderly anything that has dimensions is orderly chaos doesn't have dimensions see so we talk about comprehending the height, length, depth, and breadth. Means it means it's orderly, yes. it's spiritually sensible, yes. yeah. it's not mysterious like a cloud. Yeah. It's not like that. It has spiritual order and symmetry. And if you're going to use something, a tool, it has to have symmetry. Yeah, that's right. It has to have some kind of orderliness to it to be used. So. The, the fact that the height, the length, the depth, and breadth means you can use it. You can enjoy it. You can employ it. And to know, know here, not intellectual, no, it means comprehend, know down in your heart, the love of Christ. 
Now, who would dare to say that they have comprehended the fullness of the love of Christ, who loved us and gave himself for us, a sweet-smelling sacrifice to God? He wants you to know that. If you know that, it changes how you pray. Which passes all knowledge. You can uh, read the texts about love and quote the texts about the love of Christ, and that's... We certainly don't despise that. Mm -hmm. But if you want to know it, you got to get, it has to get off the page and into into your heart. And why is all that? That you might know the love of Christ that passes all knowledge. Why is all that? That you might be filled with all the fullness of God. See, that's the the objective. Now, you're not going to have all of God, but what you do have will be all God. That's right. Amen. So each of us is a is a vessel. Yes. Your vessel has a certain capacity. That capacity is determined by your role in the body of Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Paul had a big role, big capacity. Yes. It all of that capacity has to be filled with God. Amen. Yeah. See? So whatever your role is, you're an exhorter, you're a helper. You're a comforter, you're a teacher, whatever the role is, that that determines how large your capacity is. And that full capacity has to be filled up with the fullness of God. Now you take billions of people like that. (laughs) Ooh, you've got a lot of fullness. This is what's going to happen in the glory. See, there's going to be a vast multitude that no man can number of saints every one of which is filled with what they're they're filled with the fullness of God you put all that together and you've got a replica of Jesus what a thought what a thought no single person is no single congregation is no single nation is but to put them all together that's how big Jesus is that's how much there is to Jesus so far, he's been filling for several thousand years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, when just six years ago, we had six billion people in the world. Now we're nine billion. Yeah. Just a year ago, it was seven billion. What's God doing? Yes. He's created more vessels That's for right. more fullness. See? Yes. Amen. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's marvelous. All right, here's another in Colossians, another prayer. Again, this this is the context in which we pray yeah. of all kind of prayers. For this cause, since, since we heard of it, that he heard of their faith and their love, we do not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will. Mm-hmm. What's God want? Well, that's, I, don't, I must admit, I don't like that word want applied to God. Will. What is God's will? Well, he wants you to know his will in, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. You've you got to do something with the will you know. God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Yes. See? Yeah. Now, what are you going to do with that? Right. Well, for one thing, you're going to come to repentance if this is what God wants. Amen. 
That, and why, why, do you want, why does he want you to be filled with all wisdom and spiritual understanding? That you might walk worthy of the Lord. Yes, amen. Amen. See? That's the objective. Mm -hmm. Now, this touches your prayer. Yes. When you pray, you keep this in mind. Mm -hmm. This has to do with walking worthy of God. Maybe the person you're praying for, maybe you, you, don't, you won't see that person pleasing God, but you will be pleasing God in the fact that you prayed for them. Yeah. See? Walking worthy unto all pleasing. Well, it doesn't end there. Being fruitful in every good work. Now, uh, I can just speak for myself, but I think I know some other people where I've talked to that acknowledge that they've had a lot of fruitless labors. And unfortunately, the... Uh, Contemporary Christianity is structured for fruitlessness. It's actually structured for it. It's built, it's built for nothing to happen. An enemy's done this. Understand this. An enemy's done this. God doesn't do anything that doesn't bear fruit. That's the, that's the trouble with tares is they don't bear fruit. That's, that's, what, that, what, that's what makes a tear a tear. So he wants fruitful in how many? In every good work. That's God with an extra O. <laughs> it's God's kind of work. Fruitful in every good work. Isn't that what you want down in your desire? Your prayer. Yeah. We're talking about prayer. Your prayer is a work. Yeah, that's right. It's a work. Mm -hmm. It's an activity that requires effort. You can be fruitful in it. And, this is continuing, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, unto all patience, that's endurance, and long suffering, mm -hmm. with joyfulness. And it ends up with saying, giving thanks to God and the Father, which has made us meet or qualified us to be partaker of the inheritance of the inheritance of saints and light. I just have a couple more here, but uh, I don't want to be like too verbose and hide with talk what I'm trying to say, but you can see that these things, these are all things that validate when you're thinking about them and they're in your mind, they validate your prayers. And to give power to your prayers. Yeah. And other people can join with you in the prayers with this in mind. To see it yeah. just, Amen. it's no end to the power of it. Yeah. Philippians 1.9. And this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. Now I imagine you will have a hard time finding anybody that associates love with knowledge and judgment. But here it is. Here it is right here. Love in knowledge is godly knowledge and judgment. And why is that? That ye may approve things that are excellent. It's possible for you to be subjected to something that is spiritually excellent and it just sails right past you. You don't see it, but you're 
When you hear something excellent, you see something excellent, you approve it. Approve it means you, you take you take hold of it. And then he mentions being filled with the fruits of righteousness which are by Jesus Christ under the praise and glory of God. So God strengthens you. You bring forth fruit. It goes to Christ. Christ gives it to God and everybody's. And one other, 1 Thessalonians 5.23. This is a, a prayer that's prayed with these divine priorities in mind. The very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray, God, your whole, your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved, blameless, unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's a big one. It's a big prayer. That's your whole person. Your your spirit, that's the real you. Uh -huh. Your soul, that's what animates your body. Yeah. And your body, mm -hmm. that whole mm -hmm. composite, be preserved, yeah. blameless. Mm -hmm. That's God can look right at you and not find anything. Yeah, amen. That's yes. what we're talking about here. Right. You see, how can that be? Well, that can be because of forgiveness. Yes, that's right. If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. If you sin, you confess it. It's taken yes. off the record. You can go to bed tonight and go to sleep absolutely yes. perfect. Amen. That's right. yes. You'll have to go through the same procedure tomorrow again, but you can. Yes. Amen. You can now. You can be right. perfect tonight because if you're cleansed from all sin, well, that's what it is that. So you ask the Lord, search me and try me, see if there's any wicked way in me. You know, just see if there is it. I want to get rid of that. Amen. Yes. And then you, you've tapped in, you've, you've connected yeah. with divine power. When That's this right. happens, you've connected with divine power. And now your yeah. prayers are effective, mm -hmm. no matter what, they, what they're for. I thank you for giving me the time, brother. But that yeah. uh, yeah. is something that's growing on me.